Oh my God. No, that's stupid. Um, how do I start this shit? What do I even say? Welcome to Zachary Reality, your host. Welcome to Zachary Reality. Oh my God. I'm going to like try and start this intro multiple times. Maybe I'll just like include this in the first podcast um, episode. Okay. Welcome to Zachary Reality. I am your host, Zachary Reality, and you are listening to the first episode of my podcast. Wow. And before I even get started, let me just say that I feel fucking powerful with this microphone. I have never used a microphone like this. And I just feel so powerful, honestly, like, wow, I'm a bad bitch. Okay. Yes. Now I can't even believe that I have a podcast. I can't even believe I'm recording a podcast right now on my own with like the whole equipment, like lights, camera, action, microphones, like the hardest part about getting this podcast together for me was definitely the equipment and the technical side. Like that is not my forte. My forte, which we will get into, is like the hosting, the creativeness, the producing. But this whole technical side is just like not my forte, but I'm doing the best I can. Okay. So welcome to my podcast. I'm literally so, oh my God, if I say literally too many times, just stop me. I'm so excited that we are finally here. Now, this has been about a month in the progress process. Oh my God. I am going to stumble over my words so many times. You guys are going to hate me, but it's okay because we're going to do this shit together. So this is the first episode of my podcast called Zachary Reality, which is also my name on all of my social channels due to the fact that I am obsessed and addicted to reality TV. And I have been for a very, very long time. And this podcast is going to be centered around me being Zachary and reality TV being the reality and the reality of Zachary. So that's why we called it Zachary Reality. And I am just so excited to get into this podcast. This has been a project that I've been working on for the past month, but it's also kind of been a dream of mine, I think, since I was a kid to have my own show in some capacity, definitely talking with reality stars and talking about reality TV. But I never really thought I would have like a podcast. Like growing up, I used to listen to a bunch of podcasts. Um, one of the podcasts I listened to when I was a kid was Rob has a podcast, Rob Sester Nino. Um, he's like a big survivor junkie. But I never thought that I would actually have my own podcast. I always saw myself being like an entertainment host and a news reporter, which I do do for work. But I thought that I would have like my own type of show that way. I never thought I'd have my own like podcast. But this is 2021 and podcasts are a fucking thing. So I guess I am here starting a podcast. Like what? So I am so excited about this. I want to thank every single person who has been following me, who has been excited about this podcast, who has supported me. And if you're even, if you even made it like this far into the podcast, I think we're going like two, three minutes now. Thank you. Like literally, thank you. So I wanted to do the intro to the podcast, the first episode by myself to kind of just like a meet the host type of episode, kind of give you guys all the information you need to know about the podcast, have you guys get to know me. And we're going to, and then after that, okay, then we're going to dish on our favorite reality shows that we are watching. And I'm going to spill the tea and like give my opinions, my unfiltered opinions on everything that I'm watching and like some of my favorite reality shows and like some of my goals for the podcast. Yeah, bitch. Yes. So I want to just like introduce myself and tell you guys some 10 facts about me that I wrote down because I'm a prepared bitch who wrote down 10 facts about me for the podcast. So I am Zachary Reality. Um, I grew up as Zachary Ryan Weinberg. That's my full name. But like here on out, I'm Zachary Reality. Like last name Reality, first name Zachary. 
no middle name. That is officially my name. If you see me ever on the street and you want to come up to me and take a picture with me and tell me I'm a bad bitch, just be like, oh my God, are you Zachary Reality? And I will respond. That's just my name. And we're going to go with that. Okay. Next up, um, I don't even remember. Well, let's just get into the 10 facts about me because I'm trying to get some structure into this podcast because I can probably just rant for an hour and just talk all the shit. But if I get some structure into this podcast, it might be easier for you guys to follow along. So 10 facts about Zachary reality. So the first thing we need to know about me um, is that I grew up in New York. I grew up in Long Island, New York. That's where I'm from. Not sure why I'm from there. Like I get my parents like were born there and like my whole family lives there. But like, why would anyone want to live in Long Island? It's cold. Like it's literally cold. And I don't like the cold. Obviously, like they have like all the seasons and stuff. And that's great. But um, it's just a little cold for me. So I grew up in Long Island, New York, went to college in New Jersey. Um, and I now I live in Los Angeles. I've been in Los Angeles a year and a half almost. I moved August 2019. Now it's January 2021. So you guys can do the math because I personally can't. I got a C in math for my freshman year of college. So I can't do that math. But I think it's about a year and a half. And I moved here about six months before the pandemic hit. So I had about a six month gap to just like explore, party, meet people before like this whole quarantine situation happened. And that kind of like put a damper in my plans because I had all these big plans when I moved to Los Angeles and I still have the same plans and I've still been able to kind of work through the pandemic, but I had all of these plans and they kind of like, it just kind of put a little bump in the road, but you know what? Everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's been affected by the coronavirus themselves. So it is what it is. So I moved here in August, 2019. I had about a six month gap before the pandemic hit. And I kind of was able to establish myself in some capacity and get my own apartment um, before the pandemic hit, which is great. And we're going to get into that on like fact number four um, about my own apartment, because that's like a huge part of my life. Um, But fact number two, okay, we're moving on is that I am an on-air news journalist. So when I went to college, I studied broadcast journalism. I always had a dream to be an on-air entertainment host. I wanted to just like interview people on the red carpet and just like be like the most like flamboyant, like fabulous, like celebrity interviewer. That's kind of like the reason why I moved to Los Angeles to kind of become like a pop culture host. And now I have my own podcast. So I guess I'm doing something right. So I've been doing the on-air news host freelance thing for the past year. Um, I've been hosting, I've hosted at AfterBuzz TV, I've hosted at Hollywire, and now I'm hosting my own podcast. And I've been doing it on Instagram and social media, TikTok, TikTok on the clock, um, because that has honestly been a great way for me to, you know, do some hosting things on social media. That's like a huge part of 2021. Like, it's just like a modern day thing. So that's kind of why I moved to Los Angeles. And that's kind of what I pursued in college and what I've been doing here. So now the third fact about me is that I am a cancer, which is my astrology sign, my zodiac sign. I'm super into astrology. Um, I've always been into astrology. I think maybe like high school, I decided that I was going to be into astrology. I remember Googling astrology in my art class. I think it was ninth or 10th grade. Not sure. And I literally, for some reason, and if I say literally one more time, you guys can honestly slap me in the face, just go for it. But I thought I was a Gemini for like a month of like Googling my sign. And it was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. I'm such a Gemini, like Gemini vibes. And then like, I don't even remember what happened, but I finally discovered that I was a Cancer. So I'm June 24th, so I'm on the cusp. So I'm really only three days into the Cancer sign. But if 
I'm a cancer. Like that's just who I am, like to the core. But I just, I just thought I was a Gemini for so long. So I think it's so funny that um, now that I identify as a cancer, it just fits me so well. And I love being a cancer. It's just, honestly, it's my personality trait and I'm obsessed with it. And we're going to get into that as we enter into fact number three and four. But as a cancer, I am, an, I describe myself as an introverted social butterfly. So you're probably listening to this. You're like, you're an introvert. Like, bitch, I am a fucking introvert. And I hope I'm allowed to curse on here because I totally didn't ask Dana, who um, is the lead of this podcast network, but I'm cursing anyway. So if you're listening, Dana, hey, girl, what's up? Um, so I'm a social butterfly, but I'm introverted social butterfly. So that's kind of what I go by. Um, I'm obsessed with being home. Like, I love my apartment. I live by myself. I love being alone. It's like my favorite thing in the world. It's my happy place like my actual happy place. And I was, I was thinking about this yesterday. My happy place is being alone on my couch with like good food, whatever I'm eating, like mac and cheese, Chex Mix, chocolate ice cream, pasta, just like being alone in my apartment with food and reality television on, preferably the Real Houses of New Jersey. That's probably one of my favorite reality shows right now. So that's like my happy place. I love being by myself. I need to be by myself in order to like function. And I've had roommates in the past and it just like never works out for me. Like we always end up hating each other. And like, I don't know, is it me? Is it them? I don't know. I just like can't live with people. So I really discovered that. And now I'm able to kind of just like live by myself. And I'm really happy living by myself, but the pandemic has kind of made it harder because we can't go out as much, but now things are getting back to normal. I don't know. So I'm an introverted social butterfly because obviously I'm a social butterfly. Like I talk to everyone on the street. Like I can literally go to the grocery store and make like four friends. Like I just talk to so many people all the time. But like my mood changes a lot. So sometimes I'm like talking to people and then sometimes don't fuck with me. Don't bother me. Don't look at me. Don't even look my way, especially when I'm in my alone time, like Zen life. That's like where I just like kind of like rejuvenate and like whatever. But I'm a social butterfly too, because I like to go out. I like to go to the clubs. You know, I like to meet people. So introverted social butterfly, you guys are probably so sick of me talking about that. But fact number four is that I live by myself. So I'm in a studio apartment here in West Hollywood, Hollywood area. I'm in the middle of those things. And I've been here for a year in the studio apartment. When I moved here in Los Angeles, I had roommates for the first five months um, by UCLA. I thought it would be a great place for me to kind of just like get used to living in college, like get used to living in Los Angeles by, live, by living by the college scene for the first five months. And then I moved in with this girl who shall not be named in January, 2020. And she ended up fucking me over. So I ended up getting my own place in February 2020 and been here ever since and been super happy living by myself. I will never live with anyone ever again. Like eventually when I get like a whole man, we're going to need two separate bedrooms and you're not going to be able to talk to me from the hours of like whatever hours I don't want to be talked to that day. And that's just like everything you need to know about me in like one sentence. But like, obviously we have six more facts. So the next facts I want to bring up, I do want to talk a little bit about my family um, just because I don't always talk about them on my social media. None of them are super like None of them work at entertainment or like have any like, ex not experience, but like none of them just like have any clue about the entertainment industry. Like I'll call my mom, I'll call my dad and they'll be like, that's not my forte. I don't know. I mean, my dad used to own a video photography company for like 20 years. So like, that's probably the closest we can get, but they just like, don't understand like the world that I live in, in some capacity, but like, they're all really supportive. I also think they all really want me to be famous so badly so that they can like mooch off that fame. Um, I think that that's like their, that's like the reason why they support me so much. No, I'm just kidding. They love me and I love them too, but I do come from a divorced family. My mom and dad got divorced when I was 16 years old. Um, 
which was super hard for me. Um, I think it was harder for me that I let that we had to move out of our house than the actual divorce, because as I was saying, I'm such a homebody and my room is my sanctuary. Now I have a whole apartment. It's small. It's a studio. But like growing up, my room has always been my sanctuary. So when we had to move out of that house and move out of that room that I like hid in my entire like life, I like loved that room. I still dream about it to that day. I get wet over that fucking room. I just like love rooms that are just like by myself. So that was honestly the hardest part about coming from a divorced family was moving out of our house. And that was happening when I was 16. So I was a teenager and like I was already going through puberty and like all of the challenges of high school. So the last thing that I needed was my parents to get divorced and like totally fuck me over by like making me move out of that fucking house. However, it actually ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me because um, that kind of like gave me a wake up call. Like we're living in real life. Like this is reality. Like, you know, like I was just like hiding in my room, like for so long throughout my like adolescence that like, I forgot that there was like an actual life that we could live. So once my parents got divorced, it actually opened me up in so many ways and it got me out of my comfort zone, which allowed me to, um, just come out of the closet, um, to find friends, to be more confident, to learn about what I wanted to do, to prepare for college and to travel the fucking world. I've been to like 10, like, no, I've been to like 20 countries in the past few years. I'm like a whole traveler. And I really don't know if my life would have happened the way it did if my parents didn't get divorced. And that just kind of forced me to just like be more open and just like experience new things. Um, but my mom's name is Marilyn. My dad's name is Elliot. They're definitely going to be listening to this. They're going to be so happy that they're mentioned. Um, so, hey, I hope you guys aren't offended either, like that I'm mentioning you guys. Like my family is kind of sensitive too. Hi. We're all sensitive though. It's okay. And I also have an older brother. His name is Matthew. He is 24 years old. I'm 23 or a year apart. He lives in New York city. So we're definitely living separate coast lives. And he is just like the straight version of me. Um, he has red hair, just like I do. And he's just really straight. So it's really hard for me to relate to him on a lot of things, but, um, you know what, we're adults now and we can definitely get along a lot better than when we were kids. We used to fight all the time. We actually still fight all the time. I wonder if he's going to listen to this podcast. Hey Matt, what's up? So the next thing, as we're talking about my family, I really want to bring up my grandma, Jackie. She is my absolute life. She is where I got my red hair from. Um, she's Irish. So she has red hair. She passed along the genes. And the reason I bring up my red hair so much, well, obviously the logo of my podcast is like an orange vibe playing off my red hair, but having red hair. And if you have red hair, you understand having red hair is a personality trait in its own right. Like we are less than 1% of the population. We are the redheads. Like it's just a whole personality trait. So I really owe that to my grandma. And my grandma is actually the person that got me into reality TV. And I'll get into that when we get to fact 10, because that's when I'll transition to the reality section of this podcast. But like having red hair is a whole personality trait. One time I was in San Diego visiting a friend from college and we were at a bar in Pacific Beach. The bar was called El Prez, which is the best place ever in Pacific Beach, FYI. And this, these three redheads came up to me. None of them knew each other. And they were like, Hey, do you want to take a picture with us? I was like, okay, like, sure. And they were like, yeah, redheads, like redhead gang. So the four of us took a picture together. None of us do each other. I was surprised. I was the last person they approached. Otherwise I would have been down to find like five, six or seven redheads. But the fact that we even found four redheads in like an entire bar is actually crazy. And redheads just have this like super connection and like redheads are just like the redheads, like, I don't know how to explain it otherwise, other than being like redhead, being a redhead is the personality trait and all of us redheads stick together. And that is just honestly, I think that's fact number six. I don't know who's counting. Like I told you, I got to see a math, 
But the next fact about me, okay, 10, 9, 8, it's 7. Okay, now we're on fact 7, is that I don't like sports at all. Shocker. I actually grew up doing theater. But the fact about me is that I am a ping pong wizard. I am so beyond good at ping pong. I could probably go champion. And I'm really good at tennis too. Um, growing up um, with a straight older brother, my parents forced me to go to sports camp and they forced me to play sports. Also, I feel like all parents forced them to do sports. So not complaining. But I always did theater at camp and I always did theater like in like um, just like on extracurricular activities. But I did, my parents did make me play sports like baseball, soccer, um, basketball, which I actually like basketball, but I hated soccer. I hated hockey. I kind of liked too. Okay, maybe I do like sports. I just hated baseball because I remember my brother, he was a year older than me. I remember that there was like this year in Little League where um, it comes to the point, I think it's like third or fourth grade where the kids start pitching. Um, versus like the machine or the adults. And I remember him being a year above me, all the kids got bloody noses. And that is when I was terrified to play baseball again, because I saw all of the kids getting bloody noses. And I was like, do not touch me. I've never had an injury in my life. I've never broken a bone. I'm extremely cautious in everything I do. I'm like always tiptoeing around everything because I'm so scared to hurt myself. So I can't play sports. And that's why I fell in love with ping pong and tennis because they're non-contact sports. Okay. Because I was always getting shoved. I was always been scrawny. Somebody was always bigger than me. Somebody was always better than me. But nobody was better than, nobody was better than me at tennis or ping pong. Because that was my game where I was in my own zone. And when I went to sleepaway camp, all of the kids hated me for being so good at tennis and ping pong. Especially because there was this one other kid. His name was Zach too. And he was the best at every single sport. Like the absolute best at literally every single sport. I was the only person that was able to beat him in tennis and ping pong. And he hated me so much for it. But I was like, listen, like, I may be, you know, a girly gay, I may be scrawny, I may be a ginger, but I can beat your ass in ping pong and tennis any day of the week, no matter the, con no matter, I don't know, no matter whatever. Okay. So period, point blank, period. Okay. The next thing about me, this is actually kind of funny. And this is where I'm peeling back the layers. Okay. Is that I really believe that in another life, I was meant to be a pop star. I honestly grew up thinking I was going to be Hannah Montana. I genuinely believed that for so many years. Like I love to sing so much. I'm no longer good, but I was good. I used to be in the plays. I was doing chorus. I used to sing in the shower for hours, screaming in the shower. My mom and dad would have to come in and like grab me and like, get out of the shower, like stop singing. I would just sing at the top of my lungs in the shower for so long. I just like, love to sing. And I always thought I would grow up to be a pop star. Like I really believe that. And I truly believe that in another life, I am a pop star, or maybe I can be a pop star in this life. I mean, we'll have to see where my career takes me, but right now I'm hosting a podcast. So number nine, um, is that I love food so much, but I like food. I don't, I don't like to share food. I think that's kind of like the fact if I order a plate of fries for myself, and you ask me for a fry, I will give you the dirtiest look ever. Don't look in my direction. Don't ask me for a fry. I mean, I think that's just so inappropriate to ask somebody for a fry when it's their fries. I don't enjoy sharing food. And maybe that makes me greedy. Maybe that makes me selfish. But you know what? I'm perfectly comfortable with being those things as long as I can eat all of my fries. Because when I have a plate of food, do not talk to me. Do not bother me. I need to eat food in my own space. I like to eat by myself. Don't bother me. 
Like I just love food so much. And speaking of food, I grew up only eating buttered noodles and my family still gives me shit about it to this day. I, my mom used to bring buttered noodles to my aunt Joni's house on Christmas because I would not eat anything that they were serving. I would literally be that kid eating bread and buttered noodles. And that's all I ate my entire life and chicken fingers and fries. But like what kid doesn't eat that? That's, I swear to God, like every single meal going to camp and school, I would just like eat those two things. Um, so now that I'm like a whole adult and I have my own kitchen, I'm finally able to cook in my own space where like nobody can like bother me or ask me for like a piece of pasta. Okay. I'm not that selfish, but I'm not that greedy, but like you guys get the idea. I'm kind of joking here, but I just have like such a close relationship with food that it's just like, it's really important that you know that about me in my 10 facts, because I just love food so much. And the last and final fact about me is that reality TV is my entire life. Like it's the only genre. I'm like, literally, if you're watching on YouTube, I, I don't know if I'll include the video in this though. Cause I'm still like working at lighting ish, lighting issues, lighting, whatever, but I'm like squeezing my fist right now. Reality TV is my mother fucking life. I love reality TV like so much to the point where it's the only thing that I watch now growing up. I watched like Nickelodeon, Disney channel, whatever. And like those mo like movies, but now I only watch reality television. It's the only thing I watch. Um, so the reason I got into reality television, first of all, I am a walking reality show. Like anyone that knows me knows that like I am everything that it is, everything about a reality show. I am, I'm just a whole reality show as a person. But, um, my grandma made me watch survivor when we were six years old, she was babysitting. She wanted to put on survivor. It was Thursday night. I wanted to watch SpongeBob. We fought over the remote. Like it got physical. She ended up winning. And we put on Survivor and I fell in love with Survivor. This was Survivor season seven, Pearl Islands. That was the first season that I watched live, but like, obviously like I'm a huge Survivor fan. So I went back and watched seasons one through six and oh my God, it's such an amazing show. It's such amazing television. It's not the same today, but that doesn't even matter. It was my entire childhood. So I just like fell in love with Survivor and that kind of opened me up to like all of the reality shows. And as a kid, I would start to watch, like, I guess I was like nine and 10. I would open up myself to Paris Hilton's My New BSF, Double Shot at Love, um, America's Next Top Model I used to watch all of the time. I used to watch Kardashians, Jersey Shore, The Bachelor I started watching. I was like about 10 or 11 years old. And so many other shows that I can't think of. Amazing Race, that was a huge part of my childhood as well. I just love reality TV so much that now that I'm a whole adult and I'm doing this entertainment hosting thing in LA, I like want to make a career out of talking about reality TV. So that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about reality TV. So if you like reality TV, if you like um, blunt, funny, flamboyant conversations, you're going to really enjoy this podcast because we are going to be talking about all of our favorite reality shows every single week with some really awesome guests. Um, I'm going to you know, get some guests on from all types of reality shows, whoever the fuck wants to come on my podcast, anyone from any reality show, it's going to be very broad. I don't want to make this Bravo specific. I don't want to make this bachelor or survivor or, um, whatever else specific Kardashian specific. I want this to be a podcast all about reality television, every single reality show across the board. We're going to discuss it all. We're going to get guests on from all different shows. I'm going to have super fun other entertainment hosts to come on to dish on about all the shows for the week. And we're just going to constantly be talking about reality TV on this podcast. Of course, I'll incorporate my life on every podcast and like what I'm up to and what things I'm doing, maybe some dates that I go on. But this main, this first podcast is kind of just like the intro video. Um, 
but like it's gonna be all reality TV content. And I'm so, so excited about it. I can't wait to get some get some awesome guests on to talk about reality TV, especially people from who've actually been on it from the other side to tell me their experiences. I'm gonna try and get some producers. Um, there's gonna be so many guests, honestly, so many guests that I don't even know who's gonna end up on my show, but like a year from now, I'll have them on my show and I'll be like, oh my God, hi bitch, what's up? So let's talk about reality TV. Like I've made you wait this long. I've been like talking about myself for way too long. It's so off brand for me. I never talk about myself, lies. Um, so the shows that I'm watching, I kind of want to just tell you guys my weekly um, schedule in reality TV and give my opinion throughout the show. So on Sunday nights where everything starts, I don't know if you guys start the week on Sunday or Monday, but on Sunday, I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, I'm a huge Housewives junkie. I discovered that I liked Housewives in college and, or Bravo in general. I've been watching Bravo the past three years, but like I binged a lot of old seasons, but Real Housewives of Atlanta, I have been watching and it is so good, I think. Uh, the last episode was really good. Um, but this season did kind of start off slow. Obviously, they just lost Nene Leakes, who was literally the queen of RHOA. She was such an icon. And she's gone. So the season kind of started off a little slow. It was definitely missing her void. But after last week's um, stripper gate, I'm like so reinvested. I really like all the characters on the show, like the new characters. Like I really enjoy LaToya. I really enjoy Drew. I love me some Marlo. I really love me some Candy. I, I like Cynthia. I love Portia. I think she's the queen of the show. I like Tanya, but I think she's about to quit the show or like take a break from filming. And that sucks. We don't want another Denise Richards on our hands. And Kenya is the housewife that drives me crazy on Atlanta. And there's one housewife on every single um, franchise that just drives me insane where I get so angry and I hate hating people so much. But like when you're watching a reality show, sometimes you just like love to hate somebody and it's all in good fun. I'm sure Kenya's a nice person in real life, but like watching her on Atlanta, like my blood is boiling. She is such an antagonist. She's such an instigator. She's always causing problems with people. She has no loyalty to anyone. She has no self-awareness. She drives me so crazy to the point where like, I'm ready to move on to like my Monday, Monday night, because I just can't even talk about it anymore. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, so on Monday nights, I watch the bachelor, obviously, um, I am a huge bachelor fan. I've been watching the bachelor since I was, I, I don't even know how old I was. I think 10 years old. I've been watching since Jake Pavelka season. That was the first season that I watched. And I am literally an OG bachelor fan. Love the bachelor so, so much that it's such a great show. And I'm honestly, this might be the beginning of the end for the bachelor with everything going on, with the Chris Harrison scandal. And I will give my two cents on that. But I do want to just give you guys the backstory that I have been watching since Jake Pavelka's season, which I believe was season 14. I was at a New Year's party. Um, my parents' friends and this one guy, forgot his name, was like raving about The Bachelor because it like comes on in the beginning of January. And I was just like convinced to like give it a shot. And I made my brother watch it with me and my dad. And it was just like OG Bachelor fans know how good those seasons were. Like Jake Pavelka's season, Brad Womack's second season, um, the Emily Maynard season of The Bachelorette, Sean Lowe, like all of like the old school bachelor season, Ben Flanick was actually one of my favorite seasons ever just because I loved Courtney Robertson. I love the villain. Also side note, I usually relate to the villains on the bachelor franchise, but on housewives, I usually hate the villain. Isn't that crazy? Um, well, maybe that's like controversial, but I usually relate to the villain on like survivor and like housewives, but then um, survivor and the bachelor, excuse me. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, so I'm obsessed with The Bachelor. So this season has kind of been a little bit of drama more than ever. There's been so much like mean girl behavior, so much cattiness, so much pettiness. And yeah, it's kind of been a lot. Um, it's not really what it used to be. Um, I love drama. Like, don't get me wrong. I am drama. 
but watching this season, there was just a little too much drama. I want to see more love because I'm also am a hopeless romantic and I do like to cry watching these superficial, like highly edited, like love stories. Like I genuinely like to cry, like, especially when it's a proposal, like I'll rewatch Sean and Catherine's proposal every like three to six months and just start bawling, crying like anytime I need that. So this season has been a little frustrating because there has been so much drama and obviously there's been so much controversy with Matt James, Rachel Kirkconnell, Rachel Lindsay, and Chris Harrison. Um, so much so that Chris Harrison had to um, temporarily, and I'll put that in quotation marks, temporarily step away from the Bachelor franchise after his interview with Rachel Lindsay, where he just came off extremely defensive, extremely ignorant. He was defending um, racism, essentially, because there was this racing, racist contestant, Rachel Kirkconnell, who's on this season, who's most likely going to be the winner, um, who was spotted at an Old South party and liking racist tweets in the past and a whole bunch of other things. So Chris Harrison was defending that behavior. And I think that he was defending it because, well, one, I think that he just came off very ignorant and it wasn't good. But I also think that Rachel Kirkconnell from this season is most likely going to be the winner and that Chris Harrison was trying to defend her because he wants America to fall in love with her and give her a chance because she's most likely going to be the winner. And he wants us to see a happy love story. But I don't want to make excuses for Chris Harrison's behavior because his tone and everything he said during the interview was just very inappropriate, very just ignorant and not okay. And he's temporarily stepping away from Bachelor Nation. Um you know, it's going to be, it's hard to imagine the show without Chris, especially for longtime viewers like me. Like that is like Andy Cohen without Bravo. That's like Jeff Probes without Survivor. That's like Phil without The Amazing Race. And um, I don't want to butcher her name, so I'm not going to say it, but that's like the host of Big Brother without the, without Big Brother. Like, it's just like, it's really hard to imagine. But I also think that The Bachelor has been very controversial for a very long time. They have not been, I mean, they tried the past couple of years to bring more diversity on. And the reason it's important, I think a lot of old school fans are having trouble understanding this. And I am going to try and be a woke bitch right now. The reason it's so important that The Bachelor is diverse is because America is diverse. And The Bachelor is one of the most highly watched shows in all of America. People are watching like everywhere. They get like 5 million viewers an episode on the ratings, plus everyone that's streaming and watching online and later. Like they're getting so many viewers. It's very important that they show all types of people from all types of races with all types of stories on their show. And the fact that they really only kept it as a white cast showing white love stories for so long is a problem because America is evolving. And we are, you know, we have to be more accepting of all people for different races, religions, you know, sexual orientations, genders, like everything. And I think if The Bachelor can't keep up with that, then it's a problem. And the fact that the main host of the show is, you know, saying what he said on that Rachel Lindsay interview on Extra TV, which you guys should totally check out, that's a problem. So I think it's important that Chris Harrison did take a step away from the show. And I can't wait to see, you know, how the rest of the show the future seasons play out with or without him because The Bachelor can't end. You know, we're way too invested. It's still too popular, but it's definitely going to be hard to imagine watching without Chris. And I'm really frustrated and, and disappointed in him as a longtime fan of the show. You know, I don't want to see it without Chris. I don't, um, to be completely honest. I am a longtime viewer. I don't want to see the show without Chris, but I also think that it's the right thing to do at the same time, you know? Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on The Bachelor. Um, I'm really hoping that we get a good season of Paradise this year. And, you know, I talk a lot about The Bachelor on my Instagram. I do weekly Instagram lives talking about The Bachelor. I talk about it a lot on my TikTok. I'll talk about it a lot on my podcast. And I really love The Bachelor and I don't want it to end. Um, on Tuesday nights, I know, only Tuesday, guys. 
I right now I'm watching Real Houses of Dallas and Temptation Island. So Dallas is pretty good. It's obviously not the best Housewives franchise, but that's okay. I still really enjoy watching it. Um, it's a pretty good season right now. There, there, um, there's a big feud going on between Carrie and Cameron who are on one side and then Deandra and Tiffany who are on the other side. And then Brandy and Stephanie are kind of like staying in the middle neutral. But like, if you're watching closely, you can tell that Brandy and Stephanie are siding with Cameron and Carrie. So they're kind of isolating Deandra, um, which is kind of weird to see because I felt like Deandra has always been really friends with everybody, um, especially when Leanne was on the show for so long. It was always like Deandra versus Leanne. And then a lot of people kind of stuck with Deandra. But now it's a new year and everyone's kind of turned on Deandra, it feels like. And they're giving the newbie Tiffany a very hard time as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there is some drama on Dallas. I'm enjoying watching. There was no new episode this week, um, but next week there will be a new episode. And I will definitely want to talk more about that as the episode, um, as the season progresses. I think we're about halfway. Now, I also started watching Temptation Island on Tuesdays. Now, I've never seen Temptation Island before. Um, this is the third season. I did not watch the first two. Um, my followers on TikTok told me to watch Temptation Island. So I'm watching Temptation Island and I want to talk about more reality shows and, you know, branch out in the reality TV space. So I'm talking about Temptation Island and I like it so far. Um, basically the format of Temptation Island, if you've never seen it, is that they bring in four couples and who are like kind of on the rocks in their relationship. They're kind of at a crossroads and they put them, they split the couples up and put them in a, in two different villas. Um, the girls of the couples go to a villa with a 12 single guys, and then the guys go with 12 single girls. And they want to see if the couples can be open to dating other people um, during the duration of the time stuck in the villa, or maybe they'll end up getting back together or like staying together if they can make it through and realize that after talking to other people and being open to meeting new people that they are really meant to be together. So that's the format of the show. This is my first season watching. There's only been two episodes and I, I like it so far. It's definitely taking me a minute to learn everyone's name. Because there's, like I said, there's 12 guys, 12 girls, and then the four couples. So that's 12 plus 12 plus eight. And like I mentioned, I'm not the best at math, but I believe that's 42 people. You can't make me memorize 42 names. Like I can barely remember six names on The Real Housewives. So it's a pretty good show so far, and I'm enjoying it. Um, Wednesday night, we watched The Real Housewives of New Jersey, which is my favorite Housewives franchise ever only ever and we also watch real houses of salt lake city which is wrapping up i think the reunion's on tonight um which will be last night because i'm releasing this podcast tomorrow um and then i know beverly hills in new york will come back in a couple months and i think there's another show orange county just ended but real houses of new jersey just premiered such a good franchise such a great like it's my favorite franchise ever um i love Teresa. i'm an og Teresa fan um, I am very much team Teresa apologist. Whenever she's wrong, I defend her. And I completely understand that there are like 50, 50, like there's people who are taking Jackie's side and there's people who are taking Teresa's side. I'm taking, I choose to take Teresa's side because you know, she's my OG. She's my queen. And I also can't stand Jackie. Like I mentioned, there's always that one housewife on every franchise that drives you crazy. Kenya for Atlanta and, um, Jackie for Jersey and Carrie for Dallas, by the way, she drives me insane. Um, so basically the season really started off strong last week and we're actually getting a new episode tonight, um, where we'll see kind of what happened from the progression of the Jackie and Teresa fight. Um, but basically Teresa went to Jackie's party, her husband's party and, you know, kind of spread a rumor that she heard that Jackie's husband might be cheating. Um, it kind of felt like off timing for Teresa to, you know, tell people that only on at the, on, at the guy's birthday party, um, literally, 
but she did. I mean, she's Teresa. We're watching a TV show. Now, I don't know if Teresa actually heard the rumor. If I had to guess, she probably did hear it, but she probably knew it was fake. I think when you go on TV, people start rumors about you all the time that are fake and you just kind of have to ignore it. So I think Teresa was kind of just like starting that to maybe for the show or maybe to get under Jackie's skin because Jackie and Teresa have had a bad history. You know, Jackie's been on the show a few years. Teresa, I mean, Jackie has came for Teresa's husband multiple times and you know, Teresa maybe wanted to get back at Jackie. She was holding a grudge. Now, I thought it was weird that Teresa did that. And I'm like, I'm still on team Teresa, by the way, just because when Teresa got to the party, Jackie and Evan, you know, Jackie's husband, they were trying to set Teresa up since she's really single, you know, on a date. So I thought it was weird that Teresa kind of spin that around and turned it on Jackie. So I wasn't, I definitely am aware that like Teresa shouldn't have done that. But what Jackie did was way worse. So a couple of days later, Jackie called Teresa and she was like, um, let's meet up. I heard what you saw, you said about my husband, you know, don't talk about my husband. Like Jackie really wanted to just talk to Teresa, have her clear her husband's name because her husband isn't involved in the show. He doesn't want to be on television. Like it's not his thing. He doesn't want to be involved in the drama. And Teresa kind of like, didn't really do that. She, you know, kind of apologized that um, Jackie was upset without actually, she was like, I heard without actually apologizing to Jackie. And she kind of was just like um, saying that she, you know, heard the rumor and she was repeating what she heard. But the issue is, and I'm still team Teresa, the issue is you can, you can hear a rumor when they're not filming, but if you bring it onto the show, that becomes a storyline and it becomes on national television. Like if you hear a rumor during the off season, it's one thing. So, I mean, it definitely was wrong of Teresa to bring that rumor up. But then I also think that we're watching a TV show. Jackie's talked about Teresa's husband multiple times in the show. So there's two sides to this, but then Jackie, um, she tries to make an analogy a motherfucking analogy. And she basically says that I heard that your daughter does drugs and we're going to use, she mentioned a specific drug. I'm not going to say it. Um, but she basically insinuated that Teresa's daughter who was in college and was 19 years old at the time does drugs to further prove um, Teresa's point that you can't believe, or Jackie's point that you can't believe everything you hear and you should come to the source. And when Jackie said that, which was totally not okay, because she was talking about a child, I mean, 19 years old, Gia, she's still in college, like she's still starting her career. And saying someone does drugs, um, like in the bathroom at parties is kind of worse than saying someone's cheating. But you guys can let me know what you guys think about that. And that set Teresa off and she stormed out. And, you know, apparently Jackie, you know, doesn't film with Teresa for a while. And I mean, I'm so invested. And this is why Jersey's my favorite franchise ever. Um, Salt Lake City just wrapped up their freshman season, their first season ever. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was honestly amazing for a first season. There's a really, really great cast. I think all six of the women are extremely dynamic. They all bring something special to the show. And I really enjoyed the season. It's definitely been a long season. Um, you know, there is only one episode left of the reunion, but I mean, I know that they'll kill it on season two. And I hope that on season two, we get a new housewife. Um, I think that my favorite on the show from Salt Lake City was probably Heather Gay. Um, I really just connected with her. She actually followed me on Instagram. Um, and she was the first real housewife that has ever followed me on Instagram. Now I have about four or five housewives following me, which is honestly a flex. But Heather Gay being the first housewife to ever follow me is such like an honor. And I need to get her on my podcast one day to tell her that how much it meant to me. Like I officially have a housewife following me. I mean, like I guess I'm a real housewife, real housewives of Zachary reality, you know? Um, so I really enjoyed Salt Lake City and- you know, I think that it's great. And yeah, so Thursday night, I like to watch Summer House. Um, it's definitely kind of slow this season. They're obviously like all working from home um, in the pandemic, like they filmed this last summer. Um, 
So yeah, there's not really not much to say about that. I know Lindsay's fighting with her boyfriend. There's a love triangle between Paige, Luke, and this new girl, Sierra. Um, I like Summer House. It's good. It's not my favorite show, but I definitely want to talk about it and hopefully that I get more invested throughout the season. Um, fun fact is that I actually met the cast of Summer House about two years ago. Um, I was in Southampton celebrating my birthday with a couple friends and we ended up going to a restaurant slash bar and like we just saw the cast of Summer House like all sitting at a dinner table and they were shooting and I was like literally like oh my fucking god like this was before I even watched Summer House and I was just like I can't even believe this. Um, that's so cool. So I ended up taking a picture with Carl and Kyle and um, I ended up meeting Paige and they were all super nice. Carl actually let me hit his jewel, which was like iconic. So that's like another iconic moment um, in the Bravo world in my life, if that makes sense. You know, Heather following me on Instagram, being the first housewife, and then Carl letting me hit his jewel back in 2019 summer, Hampton style. And I'm also watching Jersey Shore Family Vacation, which the finale, I believe, is on tonight, where they're redoing Angelina's wedding after the whole speech um, situation between J. Lo, Snooki, Dina, and Angelina. Um, I love old school Jersey Shore. The first five seasons of the original show were even six seasons were such gold, like so good. But um, family vacation is definitely a little bit harder to watch. It's not as good. The chemistry is just the chemistry is there. It's just not the same. Like you can't really repeat television, but I'm still watching it. It's still good. And then keeping up with the Kardashians is going to be um, coming back, I believe, in a few weeks. So we're definitely going to be talking about that every single week. I'm so excited to dish about every single episode. And I really want to get some Kardashian stands on here to dish about them with me. Um, I don't think I'll be able to get a Kardashian, but you never know. I mean, I, why put negative energy out there? Maybe I can get Chloe to come on my podcast one day. That would be such a goal. I'll put that down on my list of people. And I'm just really excited about it. So in the upcoming season of the Kardashians, we're going to see some Courtney and Scott. You know, are they getting back together? Or are they not getting back together? You know, that storyline's been a thing for a very long time. Chloe and Tristan. Chloe wants to have another baby. Um, She's obviously going to have it with Tristan. Now, there are pictures on the internet that Chloe was wearing an engagement ring. I don't know if she bought it herself, It was, but it was on her ring finger. I don't know if Tristan and her are engaged. I hope that we can get answers. You know, I feel like the Kardashians have become so big and so famous that they no longer tell us everything like they used to. And I think sometimes when a show goes on for so long, it's almost hard to like, you know, have that same authenticity because then when the reality shows, when the reality stars are on the show for so long, they kind of just become more of a producer and they don't necessarily want all their business out there because they become so famous. And I think we're seeing that on, you know, Jersey Shore and on um, Kardashians. And that's kind of, you know, the shows will always be iconic, best shows ever. And we're still going to talk about them every single week. But I definitely feel like the Kardashians are holding back a little bit. Um, and I totally understand that. They're so famous. Not everyone needs to know their business. But also, you know, Kim and Kanye are getting divorced. And I wish... And I wish, and I'm really hoping that we see more of that play out on this final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But, um, you know, I don't know what Kim is going to feel comfortable sharing. I don't know what Kanye is going to feel comfortable sharing. Um, even when the whole Jordan Woods situation happened on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, if it was any other show, they would have had Jordan do confessionals and had everything play out. Like, it was almost just too produced the past few years of Kardashians, like the whole Jordan scandal. Like I would have loved to see Jordan do confessionals. But then again, these people are so famous. They're more famous than this reality show. They're not like low level reality stars that can just like share their entire life. Like they have a lot more to lose. So I don't know what this season of Kardashians will look like. The past couple have obviously been slacking, not because the Kardashians aren't amazing, just because, like I mentioned, they're just so famous. So, oh my God, I'm saying so a lot. Okay, well, whatever. 
So I'm really excited about Kardashians um, coming back in a few weeks, and I can't wait to dish about that. You know, other shows that we're going to be watching as they come on the air are definitely Survivor. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about other housewife show, like I mentioned, New York City, Beverly Hills, um, you know, when Potomac and Orange County and come back, we'll be talking about those. Um, any Netflix reality shows I want to be able to cover as well and get some reality stars on from those shows, maybe Selling Sunset, you know, Love is Blind, The Circle I heard is coming back, Too Hot to Handle is having a season two. I just, I really want to make this a very broad reality TV podcast where we can just talk about every single reality show within the 45 minutes to an hour that we're talking and, you know, kind of just dish briefly on everything. This way we can just cover everything, you know? There's no point of talking about an episode for 45 minutes of The Bachelor. We can talk about The Bachelor for five minutes. We can talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta for five minutes, then Jersey, Temptation Island, whatever, you know? And we'll talk about reality TV news, which we kind of mentioned throughout the podcast so far. Just some of the big highlights and news for the week. And I'm honestly so excited about this podcast. We're just going to start wrapping up my first episode. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just almost finished my first episode. And I really want to take you guys on the journey with me and just be as authentic and vulnerable and just really tell it how it is. You know, obviously I'm trying to figure out everything on this podcast. I'm building it from the ground up. I'm trying to figure out audio, lighting, computer, editing, you know, guests, creativity, producing, hosting, just like there's so much going into this. And I really want to take you guys along the process with me. I don't want to come on here every single week and pretend that this podcast is going to be easy and perfect and that everything's going the way I want and this and that. No, I just want to be straight up 100. This is my first podcast I've ever done in my entire life on my own. I've been a guest on plenty of people's podcasts and I'm really just looking forward to seeing the growth of this podcast um, and seeing it kind of blossom into what it becomes. Um, I definitely am putting my all into it. I cannot wait to get, you know, some awesome guests on. And I'm really just looking forward to seeing, you know, where this podcast takes me um, throughout my career. Um, so I'm just really excited. So more information on the podcast is that you can go to ZacharyReality.com. It's on the Taste of Reality Network. Um, if you want to, you know, check out, you know, my bio, learn a little bit more about me. And on, on ZacharyReality.com, it'll have all the links to where you can get the podcast. Um, we're going to get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, like wherever you get your podcast. And then the video version of my podcast is going to be on YouTube every single week, as well as me filming, you know, weekly YouTube videos about my life that are separate from the podcast. I want to keep my YouTube channel super active and super engaging and super fun. And um, yeah, you can go to ZacharyReality.com, you know, for everything you kind of need to know for the future about this podcast. Um, you know, it might take a few days for the podcast to get on Spotify and all the places, but the podcast app, but I really hope you guys can, you know, give me some five stars, leave a review, um, you know, like the video on YouTube, comment, just like any feedback is so important. If you want to feed, if you want to give me feedback, you know, publicly on, you know, in the comment section on YouTube, or if you want to just DM me or message me privately, if you're listening and just kind of give me any feedback or anything you guys want me to see, or even some guests, like I really want to engage with like everyone listening and like you guys mean so much to me, like all my friends who are listening, all my family who's listening, all of my followers on TikTok and Instagram, wherever you follow me or keep up with me. Um, you know, just thank you so much for listening and supporting me. Um, it honestly has been so overwhelming, the amount of love that I've gotten the past few days since I announced the podcast. Um, I really like, I, uh, some people sent me some really kind and sweet messages about how they really admire me for being a hustler and, you know, for just going after what I want and doing, you know, doing what makes me happy and putting myself out there. And I really, truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, you know, um, 
appreciate that so much. Everyone who, you know, has messaged me, it really means a lot. It really warms my heart to know that there are so many people I have in my corner supporting me because I am putting myself out there on this podcast and it is nerve wracking. And I'm, you know, I do have anxiety about it and I am worried, you know, but I also just want this to be a really fun place where we can just dish about reality TV, kind of have it, you know, be an open conversation between me and you and whoever the guest that I end up getting on is each week. And have it just be a really, just like an awesome place to dish on reality TV and just like really just do it Zachary reality style. So um, I'm going to wrap up the first episode um, of my podcast. I can't believe that, you know, this past 45 minutes flew by. Um, So thank you guys for listening. Make sure to keep up with me. Everything is at Zachary reality, ZacharyReality.com for all your information. And I will see you guys um, next week. Um, We're going to be doing the podcast every single Thursday. I don't know if I mentioned that, but you'll obviously see it in the bio. Every Thursday, there'll be a new podcast episode drop. So I will see you guys next Thursday um, with another episode of Zachary Reality. So thanks for listening. And everyone, I hope you guys have the best weekend of your entire lives. All right. um, Ta-ta for now, guys. Bye-bye. 